The children of Israel served the Egyptians for 400 years until God brought them out of their bondage. And the bondage was cruel. Deuteronomy 15, 15. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. We once served this world before we were born again. We sought our own desires, our own things that interest us. We were servants of ourselves. We were servants of other people who influenced us. We were servants of the God of this world. And then one day, God revealed himself to us, and we were born again. We were changed. I was greatly changed. After I was born again, I wanted to go to church. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to be with other Christians. That was very different from the life that I had before I was born again. It's similar to the bondage, like those Israelites were in bondage to the Egyptians. We were serving sin. Now we serve God because he freed us from sin so that we could serve him. And the thing produced when you really understand being born again, the thing produced is gratitude to God for opening your eyes to the fact that you were sinners, to the fact that what you were doing was sin. We have a neighbor who is most likely a lesbian. I feel certain that she doesn't see that being a lesbian is a sin against God. I sent her the scriptures in Romans chapter 1. But nothing changed. If God chooses to reveal sin to her, then she will be shocked that sin is what was happening with her. And she will be instantly changed, as we have been instantly changed. So she will no longer serve sin, but she will serve God Concerning homosexuals and lesbians, we look at Romans chapter 1. For this shows God. If you are talking to someone about being homosexual or lesbian or adulterer or adulteress or fornication, please learn to take them directly to the scriptures and Read to them the scripture on the subject. This is not your opinion. This is what God says. Romans chapter 1 verse 26. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also... The men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves 
that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. This is God's viewpoint of the subject of homosexual and lesbian. And you're reading it from the Holy Bible. Some will say, but I've always been homosexual. I was born homosexual. What kind of answer do you have for that? My cleaning woman said, well, what about those people on television who say they were born homosexual? One day God gave me an answer on that subject, and I shared it with my cleaning lady. It's in Mark chapter 10. This was from the Spirit of God. Mark chapter 10, verse 6. Jesus says, From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Romans 1 says, because they did not like to keep the knowledge of God in their thinking, God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. Those are the truths from God. So if you are dealing with this subject, this is where you take people, Romans 1 and Mark 10. And if God chooses to open their eyes at that moment, that person will be saved and will turn from that sin, for it is a sin. So like the Egyptians, we served sin. We were in bondage to sin. And God freed us from that sin. At the time, he revealed himself to us. No, we didn't choose God. He chose us. He opened our eyes to see the truth. And we chose the way of truth. But first, God had to open our eyes to truth. Understanding is from God. We don't understand of ourselves. All through the Bible, especially in Psalms and Proverbs, we read that understanding is of God. And here's the way it works. When God is saving you, at some point in time, he gives you understanding of the truth. And you are a bit shocked and then you choose the way of truth but first you have to have the understanding no man can give you understanding salvation is from God he opens our eyes and causes us to understand the truth and then we are born again changed and we are removed from the bondage of our own flesh, which we once served, 
and of the bondage of other people who serve their flesh and the worldly wisdom and bondages. Therefore, instead of being prideful, we have gratitude. We are so grateful every time we think of what we were before God revealed himself to us. Our gratitude is toward God. If you have earned salvation by changing yourself and by determination, you will be very prideful and you will also be very harsh and bitter toward those who do not change themselves, thinking that you change yourself, they can do this. That's not salvation. Salvation comes to us when God opens our eyes and gives us understanding of his ways, and we see because he opened our eyes to see, and yes, we choose the way of God then. But most of us were not looking for the way of God at the time we were born again. We were trying to do our own thing on this earth at the time we were born again. We were trying to achieve college degrees or we were trying to do something to fulfill our ambitions. The second we were changed by God, we wanted to know about God. We wanted to hear things of God. Before that, we may have gone through a form of religion, but after we have been changed by God and our eyes opened by God, From our heart, we want to know things of God. But it was caused by God giving us understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, which I believe would mean homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. I was baptized in water when I was 15, and my life didn't change at all. I was born again by the Spirit of God when I was 37. I had been reading a book, and God spoke to me and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, sins, I thought they were mistakes. I didn't fight God. I believed it. God opened my eyes to believe the truth. And at that point, I was born again. It was because God chose me for salvation and opened my eyes to see. Just like God chose Paul for salvation and opened his eyes to see. And each person who is born again is chosen by God. The church world often fights that concept. They want to believe that anyone can be saved. 
But if you read Romans 9 and Ephesians 1 and you have a mind to be convinced, you will probably understand if God will give you understanding. You might pray for God to give you understanding. Salvation is not of ourselves, of our own will. Salvation is of God. But at the time we are born again, we are changed by God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. You're not the same as you were before that happened. It says, old things are passed away. All things are become new. God has changed you. And if that's happened to you, then you have a mind toward God. And then you don't want to do sins. You want to please God. I'm pretty sure that I never thought about pleasing God before he revealed himself to me in 1975. But after that, I wanted to know things that please God. After I was baptized the second time, after I was born again, I heard from the Spirit of God be baptized. I arranged it and went to a church building and they baptized me, the minister baptized me in water. And as the minister lowered me into the water, the Holy Spirit said, this is like being buried with Christ. As I came up out of water, this is like being resurrected with Christ, said the Holy Spirit to me. And that's exactly what we read in Romans chapter 6. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? It's like being buried with Christ. It's significant of the old man is dead and I'm raised with Christ now. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should walk in newness of life. We're recreated at that moment. And as we follow the Spirit of God who is now in us and guides us into all truth by bringing ideas to our mind and leads us, we can keep the flesh under control and keep it from doing what it wants to do by walking in the Spirit, which will be just exactly opposite from the flesh. The flesh wants to hate that person. The flesh wants to outdo that person and to get even with that person. And the flesh wants revenge and wants to see that person get what's coming to it. That's what the flesh wants. But the spirit is love, joy, peace. And the spirit of God and that which is in us now knows 
what that other person needs who has fought against us is salvation. And then he would be changed as we have been changed. So we can pray for God to have mercy on that person and mean it. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life, following the Spirit of God which keeps the flesh crucified. It won't allow, you won't allow the flesh to hate the person if you're following the Spirit of God, which is love, joy, peace. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We were in bondage to sin, the sin nature of man, which is now kept under control because we have the Spirit of God in us, which is opposite to the spirit of the flesh. I once played duplicate bridge, and as we would be sitting at those tables trying to beat the other people, I just thought, I just can't see Jesus or Paul trying to beat these people. They would be trying to help them. And I prayed and asked God to get me free from that duplicate bridge, and he did. It's exactly opposite the flesh and the spirit. He that is dead to the flesh is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. And we live with Christ through the spirit of God that who dwells in us. Every person who is born again receives the Holy Spirit of God. Because by the Holy Spirit of God, we can know the will of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. By the Holy Spirit of God, he teaches us what to do in the specific problems of this life. We want to strike out at the person. We become angry and want to strike out. The Holy Spirit leading us will cause us to go another way. One time I had a house in Texas and it was a nonprofit corporation house declared by the state of Texas nonprofit. We did not pay taxes on that house. It was a ministry property. When I put the house up for sale and left Texas, the tax assessor changed the status to taxable property instantly. But a ministry still owned the house. I was just furious because they wanted us to prove that we were a ministry. And I was really, really angry with them. How dare they want me to prove to them that I'm a ministry while we have papers from the United States government declaring that we are a ministry and we had papers from the state of Texas declaring that we were a ministry. We had given all those papers to the tax assessor when we were declared a nonprofit organization 
19 years earlier, but the minute we put the house up for sale, they changed us to a taxable status. How dare they do this? I went to bed that night talking to God about the subject, but I was angry. The next morning, I awoke knowing exactly what to send to the tax people, and that was a history of the ministry. When I outlined it for them, we were immediately declared non-taxable property, and they restored us to that position. The taxes on that piece of property in Lubbock, Texas, were $10,000 a year. I was just shocked when I found out how much they wanted us to pay. We did not sell the property for a year and a half. It, it was up for sale. The house was empty. But we did not sell the property for a year and a half. We couldn't, as a nonprofit organization, have afforded to pay those taxes. I didn't know what we were going to do. But God in the night planted in my heart what to do. Instead of being angry and fighting them, I simply sent them the history of the ministry outlining all of the books and all of the podcasts and all of the personal appearances in the places in Europe where I had spoken and taught. And they instantly declared that property non-taxable until we sold it. See, the flesh wants to hate the person, but the Spirit of God will take us another way in the situation. And that's an example of it. As long as we are alive on this earth, we have the flesh that we have to control by the Spirit of God. But don't worry about it because the Spirit of God is always stronger. And we choose to follow the Spirit of God instead of doing what we want to do by the flesh. But before God revealed himself to us, we did not have the Spirit of God. We were in bondage just like those Israelites were in bondage to the Egyptians, serving the desires of our own flesh and mind and serving the God of this present world, which is pride, ambition, outdoing people, exalting yourself. But then when God opened our eyes to himself, we were changed instantly from serving ourselves and this world. And we were recreated, born again, as new creatures who now serve God and desire things of God. Salvation is of God. God opened our eyes to see and revealed himself to us, not because of our worthiness, but because of his will, his own will. And we are grateful to God for saving us. And we understand that that other person can't choose to be saved by his own will. Therefore, we have a different attitude toward that person than we had before. If you think you've done something by your own will, then you assume everyone else can do it by their own will. So when you see them not doing it, whatever it is that you've done, you are harsh and bitter, and you become rigid. Many religious people are that way, against the people who aren't religious. 
But when we're truly of God, we know we did nothing worthy of salvation. And we know God revealed himself to us and opened our eyes so that we could see the truth. And when we saw the truth, we chose the truth. They don't choose the truth because they haven't really had God show them the truth. But at any given moment, God could show that person the truth, and then they would be like us, born again. And then we want to read the Bible and learn things of God. And we are very grateful that God caused us to be born again and added us to the church. It is God who adds us to the church. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You don't add yourself to the church by going forward at church and signing a piece of paper or by even being baptized. It is the Lord who adds you to the church. And when we are baptized, it's because God has shown us to do this. When we are born again, it's because God has shown us his truth, and then we chose the truth. But first, it's God who approached us and revealed himself truth to us. Acts chapter 13, verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of God. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. We believed because God enabled us to believe. And then we were changed. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he, God, hath chosen us in him, in Christ, the word, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. When I was first born again, I was very concerned. How will they accept me at church? How will they accept me? Well, I saw this scripture. He has made us accepted in the beloved. He changed us inside. And then we were accepted because of what he gave us. 
Verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. After you believed, you heard the word, you believed the word, and then you were given the Holy Spirit, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Verses 13 and 14 again, Ephesians chapter 1. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth. God spoke the word of truth to us by his spirit. We agreed with the word of truth. We believed the word of truth. And then we were sealed with that holy spirit of promise who lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Let's read what Paul says about this. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? After you believe any truth from God, God changes you. You're born again. And the Spirit of God then dwells in you. And having the Holy Spirit is totally critical because it is the Spirit of God that searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And because of having the Spirit of God, he teaches us all things, reminds us of everything that Jesus has said. He guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 16, verse 13. So it's because we have been given the Holy Spirit to live in us forever that we can follow God. Because you can't follow God unless you know the will of God. And it is the Holy Spirit who brings to our mind the will of God. Or sometimes just plants it in our heart so that we know what to do. 
but it always coincides with the scriptures because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and is the comforter. And it's by the Holy Spirit that we stand against the thoughts brought by devils. A very simple example of this. In the year 2021, I was 83 years old. And all of a sudden, thoughts began to come to me. What if you can't walk? What if you get to where you can't walk? If you get to where you can't walk, you can't live at Pam's house. You'll have to go to assisted living. What will happen to you then? And I cried out, God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. And I said, that's right. And again, I was restored to God and instantly had joy. See, that's the working of the Holy Spirit in our life to restore us to God's thinking on the matter at hand when the devil is attacking us with negative thoughts. Paul says, We are more than overcomers because of the Spirit who lives in us. God has fully equipped us to overcome because we have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living God. The Spirit of Jesus lives in us to show us what to do. And we follow Him. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, As many as follow the Spirit of God, They are the sons of God. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We are not condemned because we walk after the Spirit of God, following Him, keeping our own flesh crucified by doing what the Spirit of God shows us to do in the matter at hand. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.